0: I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, but I'm still hearing a little bit of feedback on me. Okay. Mm. These the voices in my head. They've just finally taken over. This podcast produced by Van Garrett Media. This program is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views expressed are those of the panelists, and not necessarily those of Sengents, Glamour Connection, Van Garrett Media, their respective management, contractors, or employees.
1: Welcome to the Share Your Hotness Podcast. Share your hotness. Now, here's your host, Lita Green.
0: Welcome to Share Your Hot <laughs> Welcome to Share Your Hotness with Lita Green and my guest today, Ann Wilson, who happens to be a friend of mine. We lived in the same neighborhood for what 10 years?
1: Yeah, or almost 12 years, I think. Close to 12 yeah. years.
0: And the funny thing is, her house is the same model as my house. Mm-hmm. So before we had met, people had gone to her door and been like, is this Lita's house? And she's like, no. So we met kind of already knowing each other.
1: Yes. Knowing of each other, but not knowing each other.
0: Yeah. Right. So it worked out well that we became friends since you would direct people to my house and I would direct people to your house. And and oh, yeah. uh, sorry, there were so many people that would come for me. Just a lot of work oh. for you. No,
1: I didn't mind at all
0: because you're amazing um so one of my funny stories that I thought I'd share about you to kind of launch today's thing I um was taking care of three additional kids to my two living kids so I had five kids Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I can't remember at the moment there was some kind of medical thing with one of my kids
1: Mm -hmm. oh yeah I remember
0: right and so Mm -hmm. I was like desperately needed to get these other kids that I was watching to somewhere else Mm -hmm. you know because I need to go do this medical thing yeah and um I called a few people and you know know, this is kind of before cell phones were maybe everyone had them I don't know or maybe you did I don't remember exactly why it was so hard to get a hold of anybody but by Mm -hmm. the time I got by the time I got to anyone there was you and you're like I'll take them and oh, like, for sure you have all these kids you're like what's a few more and i'm like four more i'm putting four <laughs> more on you so that meant you had 10 kids in your house and you were just as calm as could be about it so yeah. it spilled the beans a little bit but let's talk about your
1: path to becoming a mom oh gosh i have i have 6 kids and um love them, they're great, and uh, we started out, we had one kid, and we said, you know, we love one kid, we could be happy if that's all we have, but we wanted more, so we had more, we had two, three, four, and after four, we decided, okay, I think that's good, I think we're done. Um, Our fourth child, he was a little bit more high-maintenance, a little bit more fun than we knew how to deal with and so um, we said we're we're, I think we're good Mm -hmm. and I think God had a different plan because he decided to send us two more we had a set of twins um, as a surprise and um, we were a little bit scared knowing that we're adding two on top of four which was already a handful Mm -hmm. and um, it was kind of a a high-risk pregnancy, we had some complications and we had some medical interventions that had to happen uh, to get them here. And um, their delivery was um, a little traumatic. It was an emergency, but um, they spent two months in the hospital after being born 10 weeks early. And we saw um, so many miracles happen. We had miracles happen that we saw God's hand in our life. And we just knew that these girls, they're identical girls, they're meant to be here. And they were strong enough to be in our family at this time. So we're just happy that we have six beautiful, healthy, happy children. And my family is the most important thing to me. So, and I tell my kids that all the time. I said, nothing's more important than our family. So um, that's how we raise them um, to love God, to love each other and to love other people. And you're doing an
0: amazing job. Yeah. uh, There's, you know, this whole, uh, movement of, you know, Mormon mom bloggers that have like their perfect houses and their perfect thing. And I've, when I've traveled different places, people are like, are you like that? And I'm like, no, no. (laughs) But one (laughs) of the things that (laughs) has amazed me about you is with six kids, you still managed to put together a beautiful birthday for them. And make really cool cakes. I mean, you might not sell them cakes so that people aren't contacting oh. you and trying to, you know, yeah. put you to do that. But, you know, you're really putting a lot of the, the effort that they'll have amazing memories in with six kids. That's
1: six birth, That's eight birthdays a year in your family. It is. Yeah. <laughs> and it's kind of easy though, because they're kind of spread out. It's every couple of months. So they're not all at once. So I, it's nice that it just happened to be that they're kind of spread out. So yeah, I like to make that special for them. So, so that they know how much they need to us. Now, some people might think, well, that was good
0: planning on your part. <laughs> Not knowing nope. the history. I had a girlfriend one time that was saying to me, well, I can't have the baby this time because I have to have the baby in the spring so that the baby clothes will work. And I'm like, I may not be the best person to talk to because nothing, because <laughs> you were in different forms of birth control and I don't want to cite the story. You got to do it right.
1: Yes. And so after our fourth child, we said, okay, I think we're pretty much done. So we had, I had an IUD place and knowing that that would take care of it for a few years. Right. And then we could figure out something later. So I had the IUD placed and, um, that's when we found out, a year later that I was pregnant and it was twins. And I'm just like, how could this happen? So I went to the doctor when I found out I was pregnant the very next day. And, um, he did, um, some scans to see if he could find out where the IUD was because it could have been dangerous, you know, with the babies in there. And he says, I can't find it. So it probably just fell out. So we just won't worry about it anymore. I'm like, Oh, okay. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> it's But okay.
0: Fine.
1: <laughs> yeah. So we'll just ignore it. So um, with the twins uh, complicated uh, pregnancy, we had a lot of scans and they would check for that IUD every time. And they just said, okay, it's not there. We know it's not there. And then the twins were born and I had a C-section. And so they did an X-ray to verify that there was no IUD. And they said, there's no IUD. So then I fast forward, I think it's two or three years later. And I'm having incredible pain. And I go to the doctor and the doctor says, I think it's gallbladder or appendix or something. We need to take you to the emergency room right now. So I go to the emergency room and they do a C-scan and they find the IUD. This is two or three years after my twins were born. And I just could not believe it. It had perforated my uterus and was between my bladder and my uterus the whole time so I had to have emergency surgery to go take that out oh and my heavens! <laughs> <laughs> it's just incredible so those twins were supposed to come to our family at that time because those are just unbelievable odds I just yeah that's it.
0: that's crazy now if I remember correctly too you also have had birth control
1: failure I think that birth was the control? only time
0: uh-huh Oh, okay. I can't remember.
1: I think the other times we we knew we were pretty ready, but I can't remember. I can't remember another time. Okay. I I feel like I remember something about that,
0: but it's pretty crazy because people will be like, well, you know, we're not ready to have a family yet. And I'm like, well, you know, it could happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's whatever
1: Heavenly Father's plan is, right? It's whatever.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Um, it's it's uh, you know, the, the only the only way to assure it doesn't happen is either not have a uterus. Right. <laughs> or to not engage in the activity that leads to that happening. Right. Right. I, I um, was a medical interpreter and interpreted for a lot of young kids that thought they were fine because they were using other methods of prevention, you know, mm-hmm. not just condoms, but, you know, I don't think we yeah. have to go into that here. No, and they no. thought they were fine. And it's like, no, there's only, there's only Two, no, no yeah. are involved. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and and I love how you have just embraced being a mom, mm-hmm. and there are challenges having two kids. Sometimes mm-hmm. I I will be feel like my kids are just directing my life. You know, between the different <laughs> things that they need, and then I mm-hmm. think of women mm-hmm. like you, and I'm like, how are they sane? <laughs> how are they doing that? And mm-hmm. being that we're both in Utah, I get the question a lot of, so you only have two kids. Is that okay in Utah? <laughs> you know, oh comments. no. <laughs> and you know, I always tell women who are or, or men that have a lot of kids, I'll say congrats mm-hmm. or thank you for keeping the, the numbers up. Cause yeah. I think that's one of the stats that Utah or Idaho leads in. So yeah. do you get looks about how many kids you have when you travel? Do you
1: get it in Utah? Oh yeah, I do get it in Utah and you think I wouldn't, but I do all the time when we take them all out and we go to a restaurant or, or out and about, are, are they all yours? You know, I hear, I hear it all the time. Like, wow, you have your hands full mm-hmm. and I just say, yes, yes, I do. But we're happy. So
0: yeah, well you yeah. are young looking and you don't have this, you know, wild look of panic in your face. You seem very calm and serene and I, <laughs> I'm like, Anne's amazing
1: that's just my public face I put on sometimes I do have that panic (laughs) face
0: (laughs) well in the 12 years we were neighbors I I definitely saw you tired but I never saw you uh (laughs) wild-eyed
1: yeah okay good
0: (laughs) but of course we all have moments where we just kind of go really is this is this what's really happening and and you know we're all guilty of posting on social media the the ideal version of Mm -hmm. our lives Mm-hmm. And I think it would be inappropriate for me to be like, you know, I had colon issues and be posting pictures of what that looked like, you know? Yeah. Right. <laughs> and, Western that's somewhere in the middle, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, it's good that we're out there posting and putting things forward. Um, recently, mm-hmm. I, uh, you and I both commented uh, on a post about motherhood. <laughs> it was basically like, being a mom is really hard. It's not really something you should focus on. You know, it's okay to not really do it. And you and I, and this other lady that I asked to be on too, but it was just kind of this negative thing about how motherhood holds us back. And Mm -hmm. I can't remember if it was a post or a comment on a post, but I just remember being like, do you feel like people are pushing back against the value of motherhood?
1: Um, Yeah, I feel there's less of a focus on motherhood and more of a focus on on um, mothers going out and contributing to society in other ways besides being a mother. And I definitely have felt that pressure, um, even here in Utah, where if you're just a mom, you know, unquote, if, well, unquote you, yeah. Um, yeah, if you don't work out of the home and you're just a mom, then that's not enough. You know, I definitely feel that, but I knew growing up that this is what I wanted. I always wanted to be a mom and this is the most important work that I can be doing. And so it was really hard to keep hearing that um, feedback from society saying, you're, you know, you're not doing enough if you're just a mom.
0: I've had people that assume seeing only two kids, you know, mm-hmm. which only in Utah do you say only two kids, right? <laughs> <You know>? uh, <laughs> in fact, when we were in New Hampshire, people would say, They'd see my son and I was pregnant. And they said, "Oh, what are you having?" And I said, "A girl." And they said, "Perfect, you're done. Like I've done my duty. Oh, no. i I'm done." And then I moved to Utah with a little baby girl in my arms, and people are like, "When are you having your next?" I'm like, "Whoa." Whoa. <laughs> I've had a lot of people that will say it's too bad that you've let your kids hold you back, or it's too bad that you have, you know, put so much focus into your kids.
1: Oh, and
0: um I think that's really sad because I think in this world today where we have so much conversations that we can have about anything
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that we're being able to say to people you get to be you and do you of course I like to add do you kindly you don't get mm-hmm. to be militant you know just like as we can't go around to people and be like you work why do you work out of the home how dare you you're little you know what right. I mean there's there's a lot of benefits and lots of different ways and different families make their balance of what works for them. And it's not our place Mm -hmm. to say, this is what you have to do because, you know, Mm -hmm. my husband, you know, has a heart condition and that kind of motivated me. We're fine now, but you Mm -hmm. know, he died 13 years ago. Mm
1: -hmm. That
0: makes you think maybe I should know how to support us.
1: Sure. (laughs) Of course (laughs) And it's
0: fine now because he hasn't had issues for a long time, but you know, knock on wood, all those kinds of things. Right. Mm -hmm. But, um, Being a mom is to me and to you, and that's one of the reasons I wanted to have you on. Mm -hmm. Is the most important thing I do more than getting on a stage and talking to thousands of people. I always Mm -hmm. joke that at my funeral, Mm -hmm. there will be two people there for sure (laughs) Nathaniel and Elsa, right? Mm -hmm. Because I'm going to live a long time, but all the people I've spoken to and all the impact will not have the same impact and depth of impact that I have had on those that I get to parent. Right you know the people that i mm-hmm. live with my closest friends and we we can't really deceive ourselves into thinking that the only path to great impact is parenting nor is the mm-hmm. only path to great impact through being a public persona and
1: mm-hmm. that we
0: have to be willing to let people be who they are without mm-hmm. you should be doing this you should be doing that so as right. moms what are some great phrases you've been able to kind of give to people of perspective on that because i noticed you said things like um, you know, this is a great thing that I get to do and I love all my children individually. You know, what are some phrases you catch yourself saying a lot?
1: Um, I can't think of specific praises, um, phrases, but phrases, phrases. Yeah. I can't phrases. think of specific <laughs> phrases. Um, but I just, anytime people say that, if they say, wow, your hands are full, you're busy, you know, um, I just say, yeah, but my heart is full. I and my kids just make me so happy, even when we're arguing about this or that or, you know, they're teenagers and they're frustrating me because they're not listening to me. And um, I they just fulfill me in ways that other things can't fulfill me. And um, I'm just so glad that I have this role in my life as their mother, because that's just the most important thing to me. So my heart is full. That's what I just keep thinking.
0: And whatever our different roles in life, I mean, I think there are women that would love to be home, but for Mm -hmm. whatever reason, cannot financially make that happen. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe they're single or whatever, and they can't do that. Mm -hmm. And I think that every, any role we take is going to have its challenges. Of course. And so speaking positivity, my heart is full. I love my kids. Mm-hmm. Is very different than why am I stuck here, right? <laughs> Man, I didn't plan on having all of you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we didn't plan it. That's right.
0: You know, but we are we are all given the situation that we have in life, and is our goal. It should be our goal to make the most of that mm-hmm. situation, to make the best of it, and especially when we're being moms because we're making little people. Right. Or parents. I don't want to exclude dads because dads are important too. You know, I'm not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In fact, I I've uh, found myself kind of defending men lately. It's like men are not our enemy. Right now, if we were in you know a, a different time period, mm-hmm. we wouldn't have had any choice but to be a mother, and our right. value would have only been defined on how many babies we pushed out. Mm-hmm. You know, an heir and a spare, right? Yeah. And, and it's interesting to look at history that women would actually um encourage you know um women of nobility would actually encourage their spouse to have a mistress because mm-hmm. men did not have control, supposedly. I mean, obviously that's not a real thing. but you right. just can't help men just can't help themselves. And women would often die in childbirth. And so it's like after you've, Done your duty of having so many kids. They wanted their husband to go off with another woman, so they didn't risk getting pregnant, so they wouldn't risk dying in childbirth at Mm -hmm. at a certain age. I mean, I know my last two pregnancies. If I had not had medical intervention, I probably wouldn't have made it.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So I'm like, (laughs) you know, normally (laughs) when my kids have made it, and so um, it's just it's really cool to see how open we are about conversations now and how we need to communicate where we are and the value of where we are. And I think you do that brilliantly on your social media, how you talk to Mm -hmm. people and, Mm -hmm. and that shows in the results of your kids that you're not mad to be with
1: them. Right. Yeah. I'm not stuck at home with them. I remember, I know. um, I remember back when I just had my oldest and I just had one baby. And I remember back that it was hard, you know, I stopped working and I stayed home and staying home with one baby is hard. And then you have two and two babies is hard and three, that's like exponentially hard. Um, But anytime people are struggling and they're reaching out on social media or wherever, I always try and give them encouragement because it's like, I know it's hard, no matter what you're going through, life is going to be a struggle. And I don't think we need to criticize people or judge people for where they're at. We just need to lift each other up and encourage that those the, that positivity um, that people are are asking for and that they need so that they can lift themselves up.
0: Yeah, I, I totally agree that. And that starts in our home, that starts in our communities, on social media, wherever it can go. And mm-hmm. it always pains me a little bit when, um, when, people think children will solve their problems mm-hmm. because the more people you bring into your immediate circle, the more complications you have. Sure. Right. And so sure. if your marriage is struggling, you think, Oh, we'll have a baby and that'll fix our problems. No, no, no. it will. No It'll complicate it. Will, it. <laughs> it will complicate it. <laughs> but you find your stride, don't you?
1: Yes, for sure. And in our case, people ask me, how do you do it? And I say, I don't have any other choice. Like, this is what God gave me. And, and I can, um, measure up to this challenge and I can do it happy with happiness, or I can do it, you know, with a bad attitude. And I don't want to do it with a bad attitude because that's just no fun.
0: A bad attitude (laughs) is poopy.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Um, I have, I have heard of people who've heard from their mothers, things like, um, you know, I could have been a good mother to two kids, but you know, I ended up having five or, you know, oh. I I could have done. And um, that's one of the things that I really determined when I was a mother, my grandmother, my great grandmother, they really did not enjoy motherhood. And I know that my mother tried to change that story. Mm-hmm. That I was like, I'm going to make sure my kids know that they are loved,
1: mm-hmm. that
0: they are wanted. So in this story of wow, that was a fun surprise, I know there are ways that you have expressed. To your kids and help teach them the value that they have to you. What are some of the ways yeah. you've done
1: that? Um, well, I think um, uh, yesterday my son came home and he had a hard day at school with interactions with friends and and other things going on at school. And he came to me and he said, "Mom, I need to talk." And I was in the middle of something. Um, that was very time sensitive. I needed to get it done right away. And um, I said, just a minute. I need just a minute. I can't talk right now. And then later on in the day, he came to me and he was telling, he started to tell me this about his hard day. And um, I felt really bad that I had pushed him off at the moment. But then um, when we finally got to talking, I had to, say sorry to him. I had to apologize to him and say, I am so sorry. I did not recognize that you needed me right then at that moment. And I think it's important that our kids see that when we mess up, we can apologize to them. It shows that we respect them and we recognize that they are human beings that need that validation. And so it's okay for them to see us mess up and it's okay for them to see us have a bad time or disagreements or struggles but that we go back to them and say, and apologize, and still have those loving, um, encouraging conversations that they need from their parents.
0: That is such wisdom.
1: Yeah, Um, because we're going to mess up, right?
0: Absolutely, it's a guarantee. (laughs) It's it's such a guarantee that we're going to mess up. And isn't the point to teach people, are these little people that we're getting to raise, how Mm -hmm. they're going to navigate life and saying, uh, everything's going to work out perfectly. If you do X, Y, and Z, what a disservice that is. Right. Because life is hard and it is meant to, I mean, that's that's the big debate. You know, you yeah. and I believe the same that life is meant to refine you. But some mm-hmm. people are like, what's the meaning of life? Why are we, you know, what's, why are we here? What are we doing? And how you break that down is going to give you a certain amount of peace or angst. Right. And if you, uh, you know, I know there are people who, Um, both of two of my, both of my daughters, I was told to abort. And for me, that is not something that I could choose to do, having gone through so many miscarriages and wanting them so much. Mm -hmm. And yet I, I don't judge other women that have gone down that path because I know we all have different experiences and we all have different things that we've been told. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, if, if you're raped or, I mean, there's just terrible circumstances in which you know, it's not the right thing to raise that kid because it's a huge responsibility. And there's different ways Mm -hmm. and different ideas that your religion, your society might have given you on how to cope Mm -hmm. with that. Right. For me, that would have been a crazy maker. Have people (laughs) ever, I've had people give me a hard time that I risked having a child with special needs because Mm -hmm. of my miscarriage history. Have you ever Mm -hmm.
1: had anyone give you a hard time about having so many? I've had people make jokes, like um, you know what causes that, right? You know how you got <laughs> in this situation, right? You know, they'll make jokes. And I don't know if they really mean it or not. Um, but I, I haven't had Let's anybody really come dumb. out against me. Yeah, I don't think they do because they're friends. So right.
0: yeah, yeah, I don't want, think they I have to, that. They just want to talk dirty for a minute. There right. <laughs> when my husband and I were having a hard time getting, well, no, actually before we even started having kids, this cute little lady at church came up to me and she says, um, when are you going to start having kids? Oh no. (laughs) And and I was like, well, my husband's in Bosnia. And she's like, well, don't let that stop you. So I (laughs) called my husband up and I said, evidently I'm not supposed to wait for you. What, what kind of kid do you want? (laughs) <laughs> which is, which is not the route, but, but I took, I waited, I waited for him, you know, it okay, was worth it. Goodness. Yeah. <laughs> and, and clearly, cause the, the kids look just like him. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, I, when I when medically, when I was going through some of those times, you know, they kept saying, you really should abort. You really should abort. You know, you shouldn't do this. And Oh, it's your own fault. She died, you know? And I think it's just different layers of how people, Interpose and transpose what they would choose to do with their life, what they would make with their choices. And that really goes back to mm-hmm. a deeper level of how we choose to judge people or not. You know, this is the life that mm-hmm. you have allowed to happen. And the good news is we have choices. Mm-hmm. The bad news is sometimes we have too many choices because then we start, right. maybe that one's better. Maybe that one's better. Maybe this one, you know. So I noticed mm-hmm. too that you were going, you're, you're pursuing a nursing degree.
1: Yes, I. Um, my husband completed his four-year degree recently, um, going back to school after all these years, and then so he came to me and he said, "Okay, I'm done. So it's your turn." So I took a few months, and I've just been thinking about it. And um, in my current job right now, I work at my kids' elementary school, and I am the school nurse aide. I'm not a nurse. But I'm just there to help them when they scratch their knees when they fall, or um, certain kids that have medications. I help make sure that they get the right dose and everything. So I'm, you know, quote unquote, the school nurse. And um, I've found that I've re—I really enjoy helping people in that capacity. And um, before I got married, I was going to school with an idea that I would do something in the medical field, whether it was sports uh, medicine or physical therapy or a nurse. So I was taking a few basic anatomy, physiology, biology kind of courses. Um, And I got my associate's degree just in a general associates, but um, having those classes, um, they're just incredibly interesting to me. And I love the human body. I love the way it can heal itself. I love how complex it is, but how it just works together mostly, you know, most of the time. And, with my job, I just realized I would love to be a nurse. So um, I researched different schools and different pathways I could take. And I finally decided, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And I jumped in and I actually completed one class already. And I thought I was going to fail, but I passed. So I'm very (laughs)
0: excited. (laughs) So how old are your youngest now?
1: My twins just turned 10 years old. Okay. That's what I was thinking. They were
0: just younger than my Caitlin. So you yeah. didn't start working as a school nurse until your kids were in school. So you stayed because yeah. I'm like, there's no way you could afford daycare for, for no. six kids. <laughs> <laughs> You'd no. have to be
1: like a doctor. <laughs> to have- yeah. yeah.
0: Or more. Yeah. 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 When uh,
1: when When my husband and I got married, we decided he would be going, he would be earning for our family and I would stay home that was the plan and so yes I stayed home with all of my kids when they were little and babies and then once they were in school full days um, I started working at their school and they the little kids they love it having mom at the school Um, so I I love being loved you know I love that they love me being there
0: (laughs) And I think it's really cool to see how your early educational goals, how being a mom, the nurturing of being a mom, actually helped you even fall more in love with what your original goals were.
1: Yes, that's true. And in fact, anytime my kids would get sick, um, I would I would research you know their symptoms, their conditions, that was going on with them. So I could understand what the doctors were telling us, how to help them at home, um, recover from it and so when the twins um when i was pregnant with our twins they with their complications we i researched it all and i found out what was going on and i I felt very confident in the doctors because it was um going along with everything that i was reading and i could ask them questions where they understood that i understood what was going on so it was really easy to work with the doctors and then being in the NICU for two months, um, we tried to be there as much as possible and we would be there with the doctors as they went on their rounds discussing everything. And um, it was just really interesting um, being able to understand some of what they were talking about in their medical jargon. And um, I think ultimately I would love to be a NICU nurse after going through that because just there's just a special feeling in the NICU with those little babies. And um, I think that would be the ultimate to give back is to be in
0: the NICU. Well, thanks for answering that because I know the next question I was going to ask is what specialty do you want to go in? And I know you would be an amazing NICU nurse. Um, we are absolutely in love as I'm sure you are with those that cared for our baby when she was in the NICU. Mm-hmm. And um, I love your example of motherhood that you're joyfully doing this And one of the things that I often say is the world needs more moms who could do anything and still choose to prioritize being a mom. Yes. And I know that I've made sacrifices in my career. You've made sacrifices in your career to be mom's, Mm -hmm. but being a mom is a career that may not pay really well compared Mm -hmm. to others. (laughs) But, um, I think 2020 showed us how important having a beautiful home life really is and what a gift it is for those of us that have been able to have a partnership with our spouse mm-hmm. that works. And because a lot of people can have the best intentions, but if they don't marry someone who's invested.
1: Right. It takes it's two not, people. We don't
0: want people to feel bad. It takes, it takes two people and sometimes a community to help, <laughs> to help, you know, to help us get through that. And it's worth the work, even if you have or especially if you have six kids your, your children <laughs> are all radiant and amazing and you're an inspiration to me on motherhood and mm-hmm. when I idealize what it would have been like to have more kids you're one of the women that I look to and think yeah it's really great <laughs> and then I remember the days that I've seen you tired and I go oh yeah I'm really good tired <laughs> maybe you're glad yeah <laughs> we just, we just go back and forth, but you know, we, it's, it's easy to compare our lives for the good and the bad to others. But the point is we have to find Mm -hmm. joy Mm -hmm. in our circumstances and our circumstances are unique and they are beautiful and they are what it is, what it is. Mm -hmm. You might as well find the good in it. Absolutely. I agree. Because you can't put them back in the uterus.
1: Yeah. (laughs) No. As much as you want to sometimes you can't <laughs> well thank
0: you my friend for being on and mm-hmm. being here and being willing to share about how thankful you are in motherhood and um hopefully this will come out around mother's day that would be really cool oh wonderful yeah yeah so um if not everyone for a moment think about mother's day mm. <laughs> And your mother that you Perfect.
1: love. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so yes. thank you, my friend, for being on this episode of share your hotness. And mm-hmm. we look forward to people hearing how, how, what a loving mom you are. And good luck in pursuing your nursing degree. Thank I'm you. I'm assuming you'll be working full-time when you have a few more leave the nest
1: or yes, starting Probably. time yes. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see when I get there. It could change, but. You
0: will, you will be an amazing nurse as you already mom- are.
1: Thank you so much, Lita. It's been a
0: wonderful talking to you. And cook, and house cleaner, and CFO, and CEO. (laughs) Yeah, the list goes on. (laughs) Love you, my friend. Thank you. Hey, you too, Lita. Thanks. The Share Your Hotness podcast is produced by Van Garrett Media. Lita Green is the host and creator of the podcast. Chris Van Garrett is the editor, producer, and music director. Shayla Dawn is our research coordinator. Join us next week for another episode of the Share Your Hotness podcast. Thanks for listening. This podcast produced by Van Garrett Media.